What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another video. Today, um, I'm going to be ranking, in my opinion, my personal top five quarterbacks for this upcoming draft class. Um, I'm trying to give you guys a lot of draft content leading up to the draft. The draft is in about a month and a week, um, so we still have about 40-ish days to analyze and predict everything going on with the draft. And then after that, we get into the post-draft, you know, reviews and grades and everything. And then we're kind of in a dead period for a while. So I have some stuff planned for that period. But from now until probably middle of May, um, it is going to be time for draft content. So I want to give my distinct list of my top five quarterbacks, the most important position. Um, I'm going to try to go position by position. So I think later in the week I'll do running backs. I have my list made for that one. I still got to watch a little bit more film on receivers because there's I'm, there's a few guys I'm still conflicted over. Um, so I'll do running backs, receivers, uh, tight ends, I'll probably do tackles, and then I'll do corners and edge, uh, defensive linemen. That's probably what I'll do. So um, if you guys don't want to miss those videos, or if you have liked this video, make sure to subscribe to the channel. We are at 67 as I currently speak on March 21st, two away from our big, big goal. So I would appreciate if we could hit that relatively soon, guys. But getting right into the list, um, obviously with the Carolina Panthers trading up from the Bears, to the first overall pick, it's pretty obvious that they're going to take a quarterback. And the question on everyone's mind is, what quarterback do they like? What quarterback are they going to take first overall? What quarterback did they give up two first, two seconds, and DJ Moore to go get? And I think that the answer to that question might not exactly be the answer to who is the best quarterback. I think those might be two distinct things, but you also got to think of when you're talking about the draft pick, you got to think about what the coach likes, a scheme fit. You got to think about person personality wise, everything like that. So, um, getting into my top five quarterbacks, I'm going to start with five. I'm going to go up the list. So make sure to stay till the end so you hear my full list. But starting on number five, I've got Will Levis. Will Levis is uh, a quarterback ripped straight out of a movie. If you were casting. You know, a quarterback in a movie, you would want a guy like Will Levis. He's big, he's strong, um, he's, got, he's handsome, he's got a nice smile. Pause. Um, he can rip the ball. He can absolutely rip the ball. He is a good athlete. He can run. Um, he's got a lot of things to like. You know, he's got a lot of very great non-coachable things that are, are, that are fantastic. Unfortunately for Will Levis, um, he struggles with a lot of basic fundamental aspects of playing quarterback. His footwork is atrocious. Um, his accuracy is inconsistent at best. Um, his decision-making is faulty at times. And there is some concern to be had over the fact that his 2021 season was much better than his 2022 season. Now, what I will say is he did lose a lot of players um, after 2021. Like, there were some offensive linemen that left. Uh, his running back left, I believe. And Kentucky is, for lack of a better term, a basketball school. So he's not exactly playing with four and five star recruits all over the place. So there was a kind of there was a lot of bums um all over the place. And a lot of people, what they've been doing lately, they is they've been comparing him to Josh Allen. Big, strong kid, strong arm, good athlete. I think Josh Allen's a much better athlete, but good athlete. And you know, played at a school that doesn't really have studs all over the field. Wyoming, you know, can you name one of Josh Allen's teammates at Wyoming, right? Um Kentucky's Obviously, a little bit better because they're an SEC school, but I do get the I do understand the point that you know Kentucky isn't exactly known for their football team, and they didn't have amazing players all over the place. Um, so I think that because of of the success of Josh Allen and the way that coaches were able to coach out 
the inaccuracy, coach out, you know, the bad footwork, the bad decision-making to a relative degree. Um, I think it's going to benefit Will Levis and his draft stock. But you also got to understand, Josh Allen nowadays is not prone to an interception. He's not prone to a bad decision. So there is a lot of risk-reward there, but obviously the Bills, I'm sure, are more than okay with their selection of Josh Allen. So it comes it comes to a point where you have to decide, you know, like, do you take the risk on this player who could be a great player, who ha- does have these intangibles, who does have these great attributes, or do you say, you know what, we're going to go with a safer pick, or we're going to go with a position of need, or, you know, whatever. I feel like um, if Will Levis is going to be successful in the NFL, he needs a fantastic um, offensive-minded coach. That's what Josh Allen had with Brian Dable. Um, that's what, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes has with Andy Reid. All of these uber-talented guys coming out of school who were raw, and raw is a great way to describe Will Levis. We'll, we'll use raw to describe another guy in this class as well. But for these raw quarterbacks, you need a great offensive-minded head coach. So if he can land with a good offensive mind, I think there could be good things in store for Will Levis. But if not, I feel like maybe his um, his mechanical issues might get the better of him. Okay, that's number five. Number four, my fourth best quarterback coming up in this draft is a guy that I haven't heard a lot of people talking about, and I'm kind of wondering why. I mean, I get it, but I'm kind of wondering why. My fourth best quarterback in this draft class is Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker was the quarterback last year for Tennessee, was in college for a million years, and up until his injury this year was the Heisman Trophy frontrunner, in my opinion. Tennessee was revitalized with Hendon Hooker. They were playing great football. They beat Alabama. That was a fantastic game, uh, if you guys didn't watch it. Um, And as you could probably tell by my sweatshirt, um, I'm an Alabama fan. And even I was like, that was a great game. Like, that came down to the last second. Hendon Hooker made play after play after play. And, you know, beating Alabama is no joke, right? I I don't think they'd beat Alabama since, God, probably, I think it'd been like 15 years, something crazy like that. It'd been a long time. Um, But... Hendon Hooker's a great quarterback. The problem with Hendon Hooker, two big things that our people are pointing to right now. A, the injury. He just tore his ACL. So there's always some uncertainty on, of how somebody would come back from that. B, his age. He's old. Um, and some people are comparing this to the Brandon Whedon situation back from 2012, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Um, you know, Hendon Hooker, he's, he's an old man, relatively speaking. I think he's older than, like, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's been in the league for, like, three years. So maybe you say, oh, that shortens his prime. Oh, he gets older. But one thing I will say is quarterbacks are one of the few positions in the NFL where age isn't nearly as big of a factor. Like, if he was a 27, 28-year-old corner coming into the first round, I'd be like, okay, yeah, he no, don't take him in the first round. Running back, same thing. Receiver, probably same thing. Um, quarterback's a little different, though, because – you know, you get guys who can play well into their 30s, even if even in your 40s, if you're, you know, a guy like Brady or Manning. So assuming that, I mean, maybe he has 10, 15 years in the league. That's a still that's a much better career than most guys have. So I don't think the age thing is as big of a as big of a detriment as some people are making it out to be. Additionally, he's had a lot, a lot of reps in college. I believe he went to Virginia Tech before Tennessee. He started in a few programs. He's played in big-time SEC football. He's got a lot of experience under his belt. Hennon Hooker, to me, is a very smart quarterback. Um, He's a very accurate quarterback. He makes good decisions. Again, not going to blow you away with his raw athleticism, especially considering the ACL. Not going to blow you away with his arm strength. I do think he has good touch, um, but a lot of the things that he's graded out on are good. 
he's not great. He's not spectacular. He's not awful, right? And you see, like, with Will Levis, I said, oh, he's got fantastic arm strength, but he's got bad accuracy and bad decision-making. Well, Hendon Hooker is more of a level level uh, quarterback in that regard. He's more just kind of good across the board, not spectacular, not awful. So I would rank him as my fourth-best quarterback. I'd predict that he probably goes high in the second round, maybe late in the first round. Um, I could see a team like the Saints taking him at, like, 30. Yeah, at 30. I could see the Saints taking him at 30, but I don't think he goes – um, early to mid first. And I think that if you're a team um, in the high second round, you know, you could be looking to draft and like, say for some reason, um, the Texans or the Colts don't take a quarterback. Maybe the Raiders take him in their second round. I believe they have pick 38. Maybe they could take him uh, pick 38. I could definitely see that to uh, back up Jimmy Garoppolo. They take, you know, Jalen Carter or something like that. So Hennon Hooker is my fourth best quarterback in this draft class. Moving on to number three, the one that everybody likes to talk about, the one that everybody has an opinion on, Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Now, Anthony Richardson is, in my opinion, I've said this once, um, I've said it a thousand times, he is, in my opinion, the biggest boom or bust in this entire draft class. This guy could be a perennial all-pro, MVP, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, echelon quarterback, or he could flame out and will never realize his true potential. There's so much variance here. The floor is so low and the ceiling is so high. Um... So this is the kind of guy where it's very, very risky, very risky. And ideally, I think that he goes into a situation where he can sit for a year or two, learn, get coached up, learn the playbook, learn the offense, learn you know how to watch film, learn all those good study habits that every franchise quarterback has. And then after a year or two, can come into his own and he can learn. I think ideally... Um, that spot in the beginning of the draft is Seattle at five. Seattle is in no, would be in no rush to start him um, in front of Geno. Geno's on a three-year deal, but there's an out after a year, so maybe Geno starts this year and, and Anthony Richardson comes in. I think that that time to learn would be so valuable for him, um, but I think that if he's thrown into the fire right away, he might suffer. Now, let's talk about Anthony Richardson as a player. Freak athlete, like a freak, freak athlete. Ran, I believe, the fourth or fifth fastest 40-yard dash from a quarterback in a long time. Um, broad jumps all over the place, which, I mean, if you're jumping as a quarterback, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it unless you're Josh Allen, but just a great, just a phenomenal athlete. Pair that with an absolute hoser for an arm, and at times, at times, incredible playmaking ability. Now, he's not prone to some dumb picks. He's not prone to some easy throws missed. And I think a lot of that is because of his bad mechanics, like footwork, like um, I've noticed he you know, drops his shoulder sometimes a little too much. Um, his elbow is not exactly as high as you want it all the time. Um, he tends to sometimes stare down his first read. So those are all things that can, that can hypothetically be coached out of Anthony Richardson. However, like I said with Will Levis, you need a good coach. You probably need a good supporting cast. And with Anthony Richardson specifically, he's only started 13 games in his college career. With Anthony Richardson specifically, you probably want to sit him for a year or two. Will Levis started a little bit more at Kentucky, so I feel like he would be better thrown into the fire right away. But Anthony Richardson, if you want more long-term success, I would, I would, um, I'd sit him for a year. Now, the reason I have Anthony Richardson higher than Hendon Hooker and Will Levis is because of the potential. He's a significantly better athlete than both of those guys. He's a, he's the best athlete, period, um, in this draft class at quarterback. The only competitor would be DTR, 
And I don't think DTR is near the athlete that um, Anthony Richardson is. He's got great arm strength. He apparently interviewed very well at the Combine. So everything athletically is pointing upwards for Anthony Richardson. Now we just need to get him coached up right and to be the best quarterback he can be. So he's going to be my number three quarterback just because of the potential, but also because of the variance. I don't know how good this kid's going to be realistically. It really depends on where he goes. I might make this list. Um, after the draft, and maybe he's at four because he went to a team that I don't think is going to fit him, that maybe has to start him right away, that doesn't have a good offensive court coach. Or maybe I put him at two because I think the fit is really good. It all depends with Anthony Richardson, so we'll just have to wait and see. Next, for my number two quarterback in this list, um, my second favorite guy, the guy that I, I definitely considered putting him at number one, um, I think he's going to go number one, like I was alluding to earlier in the video with the Carolina Panthers. I do think the Panthers will take this guy first overall. I think he fits their their style. I think he fits Frank Reich's mold for a quarterback a little bit better. And that's going to be C.J. Stroud. I have C.J. Stroud as the second-best quarterback. To give a, a quick synopsis on C.J. Stroud, great accuracy. He's a great, phenomenal quarterback. Fundamentally, in my opinion, he's the most, he's the most mechanically sound quarterback in this draft class. Um, good footwork, good pocket presence. Um, Makes good reads, very very accurate with the football. He's, he's the most accurate quarterback as well. And I think those are traits that the Panthers will look for. Another really, really good thing um, for C.J. Stroud is his film against Georgia. The best defense he played all year, um, he looked fantastic. And Ohio State wins that game if Marvin Harrison does not um, leave with an injury. But he looked great against Georgia. He really looked great. He was making throws. I mean, there's a lot of NFL guys on that field for for Georgia on their defense. Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Ringo, the corner. Um, they have a lot of NFL caliber players, and he was making some of them look silly. So good job for C.J. Stroud. But I think C.J. Stroud is – his ceiling is a bit lower, but I think his floor is a lot higher. Um, he's got, in my opinion, the highest floor of any quarterback in this draft, meaning – the least chance to bust. The the Every quarterback that I'm going to talk about or have talked about has a glaring kind of red flag. We talked about Will Levis and Anthony Richardson have the accuracy and fundamental issues. Hendon Hooker coming off the ACL and is older. Um, I'm going to spoiler alert. Bryce Young, in case you couldn't tell, is number one. Bryce Young's teeny tiny could, you know, get crunched. CJ Stroud really doesn't have a lot of those um, red flags, I guess you can call them. But I wonder if he's spectacular in any way. Is he a, you know, is he a Dak Prescott, which is a good quarterback, never a great quarterback? Is he Kirk Cousins, you know, good, good but not great? Um, and is that the kind of guy you want to take at number one, or do you want to take a chance on somebody spectacular? So that's up to the Carolina Panthers, but I think C.J. Stroud has the least bust likelihood of any quarterback in this draft, barring injuries, of course, because you can't predict those. But very accurate. He's 6'3", I believe, um, accurate with the football, good decision maker, able to um, go through his reads, make the right decision, all good attributes for a quarterback. So I think C.J. Stroud is my second best quarterback. And as I've alluded to previously in the last couple of minutes, my number one quarterback in this draft is Bryce Young. Now you might be saying, Mike, you're biased. No, I'm not. I have watched every single game of Alabama football for the past probably six years. I've seen every game of Jalen Hurts. I've seen every game of Tua, of Mac, of Bryce. But I could say without a doubt, he's better than all of those guys. Bryce Young is phenomenal. The way that he processes, the way that he um, 
the way that he moves, the way that he contorts his body, the way that he can throw off every angle. Now, does Bryce Young have the strongest arm in the world? No. Is Bryce Young the fastest quarterback in this draft? No. Is he the biggest, the strongest? Fuck no. That's his red flag, is his, is his build. He's about 5'10 and 200 pounds on a good day. Um, it's kind of like how you guys out there are 5'10, but you're putting 6'1 in your Tinder bios. Um, he's about 5'10, 204, but you cannot take away his ability on the football field. Um, his, his mobility, his awareness, his accuracy, his decision-making, his creativity are all top-tier attributes. And if you look at Bryce Young, in my opinion, is the best quarterback in this draft, obviously. But in my opinion, if he can stay upright, he can stay on the field. The injuries would be the thing that I would say, okay, that this is what could make Bryce Young a bust or not worthy of the first overall pick. But if he can stay healthy and he can stay on the field, I have no doubt that Bryce Young is going to be a spectacular quarterback in this league. And I haven't said that about a lot of guys. I really haven't. Um, the last person I said that about was Trevor Lawrence. I was right. Um, Trevor Lawrence is really coming into his own. But for Bryce Young, the biggest thing is offensive line. You need to have a good offensive line. And the most likely team, I think, for him is either the Texans um, or the Panthers at number one. Panthers have a good offensive line. And the Texans honestly do have a good offensive line, too. They just paid a lot of money for Laramie Tunzel, who is, in my opinion, the best left tackle in the NFL. Get that man a good offensive line. Keep him upright, and you have yourself a franchise quarterback. So that's going to be my video on the top five quarterbacks in this draft class. What do you guys think? Put your top fives in the comments down below. I look forward to hearing what you guys' response is. And I will see you guys in the next video. Thank you for watching. Peace.